Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. Lynn, I, I honestly think everybody on the planet should be interviewed by you. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is without a doubt the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues and this podcast is one step in that journey. Hello everyone. Welcome to once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. And I'm very excited to welcome a special guest. And the reason why I'm excited is because I know he has an amazing journey of estrangement to share with us, but also because I often do not hear the voice of the fathers, the men who are going through estrangement. So at this point, I'm going to ask Don if he would introduce himself to our audience. Hi, Don, and welcome. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, um, um, I'm I'm Don Stott. I am a 53-year-old father of three, and I, a couple of years ago, about four or five years ago now at this point, became estranged from one of my children. And uh, it was the, and it will get into it, but it was the one of the most um, troublesome times in my life. <laughs> totally, totally understand. And we just met. So let's tell the audience that we met via our podcast. So I saw that you were a podcast host. We connected. I listened to one of your podcasts. And so thank you so much for responding. I really appreciate that. Our conversation continues from the previous episode. Wow, that was such a powerful story. And I hung on to every word and I must have in my front of me like so many follow up questions. But (laughs) first, I want to just thank you for that, the depth of your honesty and your vulnerability and sharing so much about that part of your estrangement from your son. So thank you for sharing that in in such depth. I just want to go back to, if I can, what were the behaviors that your estranged son at the time, what what were the behaviors that he was displaying and what were the behaviors of your daughter-in-law? Because was he supporting her? Was he staying silent through communication to you? 
as well as in terms of supporting his his wife or soon to be wife at the time? Yeah. Well, it, initially it was just between my wife and his wife. You know, I mean the the ones physically doing the messaging. Mm-hmm. I was involved in it because I was right there, but and I'm sure he was as well. And then at a point, I that very day, later that day, I'm like, listen, I, I messaged him. Can we just have a conversation about this? And we went. He was very much supportive of her, so. I don't know, uh, you know, I assumed at the time, and I didn't get to this part, but I assumed at the time, well, the, the part of our reconciliation, but I assumed at the time that it was just one of those situations, oh, well, the wife is saying to this, so you're mm-hmm. doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that happens a lot from just some of the things that I've heard in, in other with other members in the group. Um, so that's kind of what we started thinking at the time and, oh, and, and a piece I think I missed is, you know, like I said, me and uh, my daughter-in-law were friends on Facebook. We talked all the time, whatever. And when this happened and after a few months of it and me assuming that she was the one instigating it, I unfriended her on Facebook and mm-hmm. well, actually, she unfriended us on Facebook first. And then I, when I realized that, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> you, I'm going to just block you then, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't need that. Come to find out later, she reached out or was going to reach out and then realized I blocked her and then didn't. So, um, so that was one of those things that, you know, I probably could have done differently, but. Um, you know, you just don't know. Um, so as far as his supporting, he definitely supported her. Um, we tried to have some offline conversations about it, but it was going nowhere. So that flooding must have been. So the flooding experts out there say that when it starts out being this argument or disagreement and you think it's isolated to the picture taking and all of a sudden it goes from the picture taking to all of these other issues which experts call that the emotional flooding what was your reaction and what was your wife's reaction to this flooding of all this information that was you know I want to say unexpected but probably shocking is a better term it was. I mean, that's really the best way to describe our reaction. We were shocked, mostly because, like I said, we were so very close, her and I. Um, you know, my wife talked to her too, but her and I were very close. I, I don't think she had, she didn't have her dad in most of her life. So I felt very close to her. We hit it off when we met and whatever. And she's just a real, she's a real sweet girl. And, and they were happy. And that's all I care about. I, I don't care what you do as long as you make each other happy, you know, and even mm-hmm. beyond that, I really don't have any control over it. If you don't make them happy, I just won't like you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but definitely shock. I, I, 
I was taken way back by all of the things that she had pent up in her that she that she mentioned like i said the you know parenting skills and um oh my my wife crafted an email to them shortly after that and then we we never sent it just because it was mm -hmm. no point and um just all of the things that she mentioned and i'm like but i i don't feel that way i i i know i don't feel that way so i don't know how you think i feel that way so it was it was very shocking and just really made me question everything. Mm. So was she speaking on her behalf and your son's behalf or what was the, the, the total spectrum of these communications? Really for her, I think, as I recall, she was just talking about her mostly her own self so my son would try to in our conversations before he cut me off um would try to defend what she said and you know whatever but for her it was really it was really all, all about her at that point that's why it was so easy to believe that she was the one instigating it the whole time, the whole two and a half years that, that we were estranged. And, you know, like I said, for some people, it goes on a whole lot longer than that. So I was fortunate in that regard, sort of. But it, it you know, yeah, I don't remember where I was. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. So I hear that quite often. I run a support group and we meet once a week. And I also am a life coach for estranged family members. And it is so common within estrangement for the daughter-in-law or the son-in-law to be a part of, and yeah. sometimes the initial event begins with the daughter-in-law or son-in-law. Do you find that to be common within your group? Very, very common. At least that's the perception that we have. And because they don't talk to us, we really don't know for sure um, if that's the case. But that is definitely uh, uh, what seems to be the case. And and in, in our case, when in 2019, I think it was, uh, my youngest daughter was graduating high school and we still were at this point were estranged and i'm like his my son's mother came back into his life she had it, it, it's hard when he was when he was growing up living with us he would tell us well, she never talks to me. She never calls me, not for birthdays, holidays, anything like that. And I had no reason to really doubt that that was the case. And then when this happened, I'm like, oh, I wonder mm. if there's a little more two-way street going on there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I know her and I could definitely see that, but I, I just wondered. It makes you wonder about everything. So when she re-entered his life they she moved close to where where he was and 
tried to have some influence in him at least being open to have a conversation with us at least that's what she was telling me i don't really know the whole story there because we don't really talk anymore but um and he he was not having any of that um as far as you know her trying to interfere but in doing that i was still friendly with his his uh grandfather on her side mm -hmm. and in that time frame uh, earlier that year his wife of about 15 years i think passed away and, and um he called me very upset uh, well she went to the hospital and then a couple of few about a week later she ended up passing and so we went over to help him and whatever so we, we were close and we still see him we saw him a couple weeks ago and um then you know knowing they're talking then and you know he knew that we weren't talking and we didn't really get into it a lot because he didn't want to be in the middle but just we haven't talked to him in two and a half years so um but when my youngest was getting ready to have her high school graduation thankfully she did it before you know the world fell apart mm -hmm. um I reached out and I'm like, listen, you guys are welcome to come. We won't have any discussion about anything. If you come, I'm sure your sister would appreciate it and blah, blah, blah. And his grandfather and him came. Wow. Um, it was, it was awkward because he, he would stay like, very far away from us, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, sit on the other end of the row. It was at, it was at one of the, it was at the local uh, major league baseball stadium. And so he would sit on the other end of the row. When we went outside, he would, he was standing like it was clear, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we got them together, took pictures of the kids together, all three of them and whatever. And when he was leaving, He's like, well, you can call me if you want. I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, well, that's all I've wanted for the last two and a half years is to call you, but you wouldn't answer me. So, wow. you know, um, so we started discussing and I, I probably the next day I, I sent a message and then I sent him a email. Uh, well, I think he sent me an email first with issues and then I answered and come to find out all this time later that when it's the strangest thing you mm -hmm. that's why you just don't know what's going on and if they could just open their mouth yes. and say hey you're a jerk you made me mad mm -hmm. 15 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago we could have uh, avoided some of this but mm -hmm. um so come to find out that when this started going on he he got kind of triggered by a memory that he had of when he when he and my sorry when me and his mother separated she lived about an hour away and i i lived where near where i'm at now in the tampa bay area of florida and um so she came to 
bring him to our house, to my house. Um, I was staying with my mother at the time. It triggered something in that memory and he just couldn't, couldn't communicate. He couldn't, he didn't know at first, he said, um, what it was exactly. But then after, after a bit, and I don't know exactly how it happened, but it, it made him remember that situation. And so he just couldn't, you know, couldn't get past it. So as we talked about a few things and whatever, we, we started, we almost started like back where we were, Mm. um, which was great. Um, Got to spend some real quality time with, with my granddaughter. She, she, she uh, cozied right up to us. Um, We, we played with her that day. We met at a, at, at his, at his grandfather's house who lives close to them too. And um, so we, we met that day and had a great time and then it just kept, kept going. Um, Unfortunately with the, with all of the things that have gone on in the past year and a half, both the COVID and the, all the political stuff, we're, we're a little strained. We still talk, Mm -hmm. but, we don't see eye to eye on some things. And with, with the younger generation, I, it seems like not just them, but definitely with them, it's like this way or that way. It's Mm -hmm. black or white. You know, if you, if you think this, then you must think that. So you're not a good person kind of thing. So it's like, okay. So we're, we're at that point now, but, I mean, we sweet we see him. We saw them a couple weeks ago for the grandbaby's birthday. Um, mm. She turned seven, and uh, so so that was fun. But um, that, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now. More with the strange father Donald Stott on the next episode of Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement.